these days i feel like i am going insane mad does anyone feel the same thank you i have some company this is because of things that are happening around us largely i would attribute to the corona virus which came from china now the situation has become or getting worse by some people making some stupid statement these days i heard other day asking us to inject disinfectant to stop corona in india where hindus worship cows some politicians were asking people to drink cow urine to stop corona can you imagine how crazy the world is and look at you all wearing mask in the church how we ever imagine that you would wear a mask sitting far apart and for 9:30 mass pre corona days you know we used to have at least 6 to 700 people in the church now hardly 120 30 people it's crazy it's crazy and how many times have we used to wash our hands before and now at least i wash 6 7 times and i apply this uh, uh, we call it a hand sanitizer a concoction of uh, alcohol and some slimy stuff put in your hands every day at least i 10 to 15 times and i realize hair is growing on my hand because of this i'm thinking seriously to apply on my head now you know can you imagine how crazy we can become and uh, it's like a double whammy we saw uh, some police brutality uh, recently some people were killed and subsequent marches all over the country and some people who marched even didn't know why they were marching for and those killed in police action were elevated to sainthood so quickly canonized them crazy world and even we pulled out statues of some historical personalities and i was telling somebody Judas must be very happy he betrayed Jesus and he's still in the bible still portrayed in the last supper photo we should have taken him out long time back correct how crazy it is i saw other day a old car with a bumper sticker it says stop the world i want to get off i think that's exactly we all feeling right now stop the world i want to get off i'm getting mad so insanities like this make us to ask ourselves two pertinent questions first why sin is still so widespread 2000 years after jesus set up god's kingdom and where is god's kingdom second what should be our own attitude toward the widespread evil in the world today what can we do about it jesus addresses both of these questions in today's gospel reading the kingdom of god is present in our world 
It is like a wheat planted in a field. It is in the ground and growing, but not yet reached maturity. In meantime, good and evil coexist side by side in the world, just like weeds and wheat coexist. The second question, what should be our attitude towards all evil that surrounds us? What can we do about the evil that grows all around us? Basically, we have two options. The first choice is to cry out in so loud and say, stop the world, I want to get off. And tell, heck with the world, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to some place where I'm not touched by any of these insanities. If you are thinking about that first option to run away from the world, I want to tell you about a, a novel called Rascals in Paradise. Rascals in Paradise. And in the, this novel, uh, the authors talk about an Australian guy. When he heard about the World War II coming, he took out the atlas looking for a place that he can go away and stay peacefully away from the war. And he chose a place called Gordel Canal. And the irony is that this Gordel Canal became the site of the bloodiest battles during World War II. So it makes us to think that there is no place that you can hide from the insanities of this world. That brings us to the second choice. It is not to curse the darkness, but to accept it and to try to light a candle in it. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are like a light for the world. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a ball. Instead, he puts it on the lampstand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So how can we light a candle in this insane world? And I tell you a real story, a story about Terry Fox, a 22-year-old young Canadian student from Fraser University. In 1977, he contracted bone cancer and had to amputate his right leg. His high school basketball coach heard about it and sent him an article on an amputee who ran New York Marathon. It inspired him to run across Canada, Newfoundland to British Columbia, a distance of 5,000 miles. He would ask people to sponsor him and give the proceeds to cancer research. Finally, on April 3, 12, 1980, he began his run, then 114 days and 3,000 miles into the run, Terry suddenly collapsed. The cancer had spread into his lungs. When the news of his collapse broke, people from all over Canada began sending pledges to him, a whooping 24 million Canadian dollars was pledged. A few days later, Terry died. If anyone had a right to curse the darkness, it was Terry. 
but it was too big for that. It is harder to light a candle. A movie has been made of him. Canadian Post, Postal Department issued a stamp in order to honor Terry. Now there is a sequel to this story. A 44-year-old mail carrier, Donald Moss, who lived in Cincinnati. Like Terry, he was also a cancer victim, and he heard about Terry, and it inspired him to run. So he began below Chicago, and three months he reached Golden Gate Bridge. He wants to continue the run that was started by Terry. When he dipped his hand into the Pacific Ocean, completing Terry's run, a huge rainbow arched across the sky. There is a parable for us in this sequel. Jesus established the kingdom, but died before the completion. We are like Donald Moss. We are invited to take the baton, baton from Jesus' hand and to complete his work. This is the challenge that emerges from today's gospel. We may not be able to do what Terry did. We may not be able to do what Donald did. We may not be able to do what the person sitting next to you, the person sitting next to you. But we can do something. This Sunday, let us ask ourselves how we can best light a candle and set it on a lampstand. Thereby, people can differentiate between wheat and weed. Amen.